A single-use duodenoscope is a potentially life-saving procedure that diagnoses and treats problems in the pancreas and bile ducts. So, we're discussing this procedure. This is Memorial Health Radio, a podcast from Memorial Health System. Thanks for listening. I'm Joey Wong. Our guest, Dr. Juan Tejada, a gastroenterologist with a specialty in advanced interventional endoscopy with Memorial Health System. Dr. Tejada, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me today. Yes, great to have you. And so first, specifically, what conditions is this duodenoscope single procedure used for typically? Typically for biliary obstructions, including benign and malignant obstructions including the benign obstructions, are the stones that get stuck in this common bile duct that is the communication between the liver and the intestine. And these conditions can be life-threatening because they can cause infections and they can cause also severe abdominal pain with elevation in the liver enzymes. But also it's used to treat malignant obstruction, including cancer, especially of the pancreas. Now, we'll get into some specifics, of course, in a moment about how it all works, but I'm glad you mentioned pancreatic cancer because we hear so much about how it's one of the most difficult cancers to fight. So how does this procedure help in that battle? When we talk about pancreatic cancer, we definitely need to stage the tumor. The best uh, procedure or the best way to stage it is with endoscopic ultrasound but the best way to treat the obstruction is with a duodenoscope. In this case, the single use not just help with the decompression of this duct to the mass, which allowed the oncologist and also the surgeon to proceed with the treatment after the procedure, but also the decrease or minimization of the risk of infection, cross-contamination, that used to be secondary to the use of reusable scopes is completely eliminated with this single-use endoscope because the single-use endoscope, the risk of cross-contamination is 0% because it's a completely sterile scope, brand new, used for one patient in specific. And I'm glad you mentioned that now because one of my first questions was going to be what we mean by single-use. You've just explained that. So let's start from ground zero, so to speak, and have you explain what a duodenoscope is and how it works. Duodenoscopes is a different scopes from the regular one that we know where we perform endoscopies and colonoscopies. The duodenoscope has a camera at the size of the scope in the tip that allows or facilitate the visualization of the anatomical part, which is where the common bile duct drained from the liver in the small bowel. And so... Give people an idea, if you would, doctor, just simply putting layman's terms, what this piece of equipment looks like and what it does. It's a tube with a camera in the tip, very similar to the scopes that we are used to. But as I told you before, has a camera on the side. Through these working channels, which is next to the camera, we can actually pass instruments that are going to allow us the access to this small common bile duct, which the opening is about one millimeter in size. It's very difficult if we have patients with abnormal anatomies or patients with different kind of situations, including tumors, to pass this wire without this duodenoscope, which is a specialist scope for these kind of cases. Gotcha. Now, 
A duodenoscope also has an elevator mechanism to perform very delicate procedures. How does that function? That is one of the characteristics of the duodenoscope that has this piece in the tip that allows the instrument be positioned in the direction of the bile duct, which is very challenging because, as I told you before, it's one millimeter in size, the opening, but also the anatomy can change a lot the position. That is why we need a flexible scope, but also a tip with the elevator to try to redirect those instruments in the place that we want to go through. And the fact that it has that elevator mechanism where you can go beyond just looking, but actually working, does that make it considered robotic surgery in a sense or not necessarily? It's not a robotic surgery because this is purely managed by the human hand. The only difference is between the robotic and this endoscopy is we don't use a robot during the endoscopies. We just use the scope and we manipulate the scope through the wheels, which are in our hands. Understood. Now, this is a relatively new procedure. So from your experience, how has it evolved and improved during the time it's been available? The procedure is actually not practically new. The procedure has been for a long time. The new part of the whole process is the scope, which is a disposable scope. It's a scope that we can use to perform the same ERCP or procedure for the cannulation of the common bile duct and treatment of different obstruction without use a reusable scope that has some bacteria that can grow in the device because the reusable scopes are very difficult to clean while the single use doesn't need any cleaning process because it's a completely sterile scope, brand new, ready for one patient individually. Well, that's what I meant, by the way, is the fact that it's this type of scope that is relatively new to be used, as you point out, with a procedure that, of course, has been around for quite some time. But to your point, because of the fact that it is, again, as we've mentioned, single use, you're saying that infection has basically been either eliminated or certainly the chances are cut way down. That's right. But also the expenses in the cleaning process of the scopes has been also eliminated because it doesn't require any reprocessing, doesn't require any very tedious, uh, more than 100 steps reprocessing process. Those are the things that we actually can take an advantage because we have a brand new scope ready to use and we don't have to wait for the scopes to be clean to start the next procedure. And so, for instance, in the case of pancreatic cancer, what are the benefits that a patient suffering from that would receive by virtue of this procedure? Most of the patients with a pancreatic cancer needs to have a stent placement. These stent placements are through the scope, through the working channel, which in reusable scope, when it's contaminated, we can actually introduce infection. The infection risk cross-contamination is about 15%. Studies already have been done. And we can eliminate that risk in a patient that is so critical that has already a pancreatic mass cancer patient. And if we eliminate this 15% risk, we're already on the right side of the story. So you've talked about eliminating contamination and infection right there. You mentioned earlier that this enables you to get into very tight spaces. And so 
Is there any downside potentially? Are there any risks involved? I mean, there are always risks involved in just about anything in terms of a procedure, but in this case, what would they be? The risk of the procedures are standard even with a single use, meaning the risk of pancreatitis, perforations are already present even though with the reusable scopes. I haven't seen any downfall in the use of the single use compared with the previous scopes. What is very important is the risk of infection or cross-contamination is completely eliminated by using the single use. And based on what you see in your practice, what would you say to people about how common this is, how many of these you do? Give people an idea of that. We do over 300 ERCPs in a year. Out of 50 of these procedures, at least 15%, one of the patients are going to have a cross-contamination. We already eliminate that with a single use. We also treat in these conditions, and we don't have to worry about the processing or the scope get damaged or broken because we have a brand new scope ready, which is going to decrease the waiting time for the patient. It's a procedure that sometimes needs to be done in an emergency basis, so we already have the scope ready. And again, the risk of cross-contamination is already eliminated. And when you say ERCP, just explain to our audience, please, what that stands for. ERCP stands for Endoscopic Retrograde Cholangiopancreatography. That means we are introducing a catheter through the common bile duct from the small bowel inside of the liver, and we are trying to or place a stent in case of pancreatic masses that cause obstruction or remove stones from the common bile duct that can also cause infection due to the obstruction. And so this, am I right, is considered to be minimally invasive? Yes, minimally invasive procedures that doesn't require any open surgery or any further intervention. And so is it similar to other scopes done by gastro doctors where you're in and out the same day? Yes, mostly it's an outpatient procedure. But again, this has to be performed by somebody that is already trained after the regular gastroenterology training. That is why it's very important to make notice that this procedure has to be performed by somebody that is already capable to perform at least more than 100 of these type of procedures in one year. And of course, that would include you, which is why we're talking to you about it. So in closing here, what would you say to our audience, to you as an MD specializing in this, what doctor is to you the most exciting part of this particular procedure in terms of helping people? The value of the single use in helping to perform this very complex procedure, decreasing the complications due to the cross-contamination, is invaluable too. Because we, know we are not just doing a procedure that is a life-saving, but also we're decreasing the complications from the procedure is also one of the big aspects of this process. And when we talk about change in technology, we always want to make sure that we take in consideration the human being behind the process. Very good distinctions made by you right there in closing. And so, folks, we trust you're now more familiar with the benefits of a single-use duodenoscope. Dr. Juan Tejada, thanks so much again. Thank you. 
And for more information or to connect with a provider, please do visit mhsystem.org. Again, that's mhsystem.org. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all the other Memorial Health System podcasts as well. If you found this one helpful, please do share it on your social media. And thanks for listening to Memorial Health Radio, a podcast from Memorial Health System, hoping your health is good health. I'm Joey Waller.